Welcome, everybody, to another episode of That Witch Life Podcast. I am your host today, Kanani, and I am joined by my fellow co-hosts. Hey, I'm Hillary. Hey, I'm Courtney, and I am actually hiding, and I'm glad I'm in a different space than Kanani, because if she were with me, she would throw my tarot deck at my head. And I don't know if you've been hit by a tarot deck before, but it doesn't feel good. It hurts. (laughs) And we are going to be joined by Laura Dalligan later, who is going to be discussing with us dragon magic Mm. and uh, telling us a little bit about an upcoming uh, workshop that she's going to be teaching, which is absolutely fabulous. Yeah. So for those of you who recall, last (laughs) week, I mistakenly had Courtney give me a tarot reading in regards to what was happening with the house hunt and she decided to give me the death card which at the time (laughs) was interpreted also you got the five of cups which means loss and yes yeah which was interpreted at the time uh, as transitioning and leaving our current residence and needing to close on the chapter of our current residence before we would be open to the next residence, which is a reasonable which interpretation, horseshit, which was recent, was absolute horseshit. Uh, and what it actually meant <laughs> was that oh. my car was going to stop working. Oh no! And require thirty eight hundred dollars. We are on repair. Patreon. We are on Kofi. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And the car fund. <laughs> I'm like, oh do gosh. we need to start a GoFundMe or no, link your right? Like, it gets worse. So it wasn't just so, the car. Yeah. So we were waiting to hear. So the fun part was the mechanic. When I talked to the mechanic, the first words out of his were out of his mouth were, "It's so much worse than I thought it could be." Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's a great thing to hear. And he's like, I am so sorry. And he's like, the two pieces it could have been, it's both. Oh, And so we're saving money and not having it be a $5,500 car repair by using refurbished parts. And so it's only going to be a a sly $3,800 because everyone has that lying around which meant that we were not able to put offers on any houses last week because that would have been our earnest money. So we went a week not being able to do anything. And so luckily, thank goodness, we are close to closing on our old residence where we will get funds. Things will be okay. We'll be able to make offers on houses next weekend. We can get back on track. 
Uh, we will get the car fixed. And in the meantime, I am driving a new car, which they give you as a rental through the dealership. My kids think they're living their best life because they think the new car is a spaceship uh, because all it has is buttons and cameras and all these they're fancy like, things. They're like, this is the best thing ever. Meanwhile, oh, like, this is the worst like, we thing won ever. The, they think we've won the lottery. Oh, God. Meanwhile, my husband and I just hold our head in our hands like, why? Meanwhile, why? you're like, this is the opposite of winning yeah, the lottery. This is the opposite the of winning the lottery. literal opposite. Oh, God. And I'm so anyways, so as I went in today to get, I had so I had to take an Uber to oh get to the dealership to pick up the rental. So I, as soon as I get out of the Uber and I walk into the dealership or I walk into the service center, my phone, I went to like, oh, I went to text my husband to be like, okay, I made it here. I just you thought know, you were safely. ignoring me because I called you like 14 times and you didn't answer. Oh, I bet. Oh yeah. Well, and my husband, he gets freaked out anytime I use an Uber because he thinks, you know, everyone's going to murder me. Because if I open my mouth, they'd probably want to. And so <laughs> I'm fair. texting. I'm, fair. I go to fair. 100% fair. So I go to tell, although I think people are clearly more afraid of me than I am of them, which, you know, <laughs> they should be. So I go to text them to be like, hey, I'm at the dealership. I'm going to pick up the car. I'm, I'm all good. My phone shits out. No. Completely shits out. No. And I'm like, my battery, I charge my battery. My battery's not dead. What's going on? So I turn it off, I turn it back on again, and it gets to this position where it will, it's in this constant phase of just loading. It won't turn Stop. off. It won't start. Oh my God. It's just loading. And it loaded for two and a half hours. Oh my and God. And so I had to wait until I got home. Luckily, I'm, I'm ridiculous. And so I bought my daughter a phone that she's allowed to use when we have to like take her to dance or when she would do tutoring. So if she needed anything, she could call me. Um, even though she's frankly, probably too young for a phone, but so I'm using my daughter's phone. And so I'm calling people <laughs> and checking in with people who I know are calling me on my phone going, what the app? Do you FaceTime and do you get kitten whiskers? Yeah, my daughter has an iPhone. I have no idea to use a fucking iPhone. So half the time I'm having to have her show me what I need to do. And luckily, everyone, most, every, all, all the important family, all the important people are con the only contact she's allowed to have in her phone. So Aww, they're all in there. Including me. I've been in your Including phone. Auntie Coco. So I knew what you would know something was up when you see her 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 phone calling you. Like, why? I'm not Is really calling I'm just, me. I'm just like, you know what I thought? I thought Kanani has finally just surrendered the, the, the captaining adult role in the house and has handed it over to Soleil. And I said, you are now in charge. I do not want to do this anymore. That's what I assume. She, eventually, she will be my assistant. That's true. Assistant. She's going to be your make boss. Her handle all, yeah, gonna handle be, all my affairs. She's going to be the CEO. She's going to be the CEO, my friend. That's true. This is academia. She's going to be mom emeritus. She has a title and she has absolutely no function it's whatsoever. True. And can, and she will be the freaking dean of the Soleil household. <laughs> she'll oh, rename so it it'll no longer be it won't be kanani's house it'll be soleil's household she'll come over take over the well, it's funny when she argues with me over the phone she's like it's my phone give it back to me i'm like do you pay this bill pretty sure all the phones in this house are my phone this is my phone and she's just like <clears throat> yeah so i know when she gets to be older oh my gosh she's gonna be yeah but yeah so, going anyway, so i had to call people i had to call people with my daughter my child's phone to let them know that i was home and everything was fine and then it proceeded to load for three hours. 
And so I had to take her to dance in the rental car. And then that's when they experienced the rental car and thought we've won, won the lottery and everything about life is just heavens and rainbows right now. And, uh, and then I had to go to uh, Verizon to have them do the machine. What do they call it? Factory restart. Oh God. And so now everything has to reload back on my phone, but they were able to save my phone. Oh, that's so, so good. I know. Oh, I was at least I'm so glad because I was, like, I was oh, just shit. like, I really don't want to have to pay all this money for a new no, phone. No, I really thought you were going to need a new phone. And I, was I, like, oh, I thought shit. I was going to need a new phone, but yeah, it's still doing. So it's still like doing all it's like coming back to its human form. Coming so, back to its human form. <sighs> so luckily, the zombie yes. phone. And and it was funny because the. The first time he did the factory reset and he tried to get all my stuff to come back and sync back, nothing came back. And the look on his face, like this woman is going to murder me. Like he knew. Yeah. And he goes, let's try this factory reset again. And he did it again. And this time it synced up all my stuff. And he's oh, like, Oh no. <sighs> he was so much calmer, but yeah. So my husband and I are, are just sick and just nauseous and my children think we've won the lottery so they're like this is the best day this is amazing and you're like <sighs> oh the, the, the car they won't stop talking actual about life. The car. i mean they think that they're like celebrities i, I think about this this reminds me of this really intense story during um the one of the many hurricanes a couple years ago in houston when there was just massive flooding and there were um, a mom and a grandmother and they realized they had if they had uh, they had nowhere to go. And so they didn't evacuate. And finally the waters had rushed up to the house and they literally had to, they had to put their baby in a car seat in like a big plastic tub so they could help hold the other babies. And then just kind of like Moses, they called it Moses in the basket down the water. And the kids thought it was oh my the greatest God. thing that had ever oh, happened. Yeah. The <laughs> kids are like, it's a party. They're like, yeah. Disneyland. They're like, yeah. everything's water. And the mom and grandma oh, are like, mom I and grandma so are like, oh that. yeah. And then the kids are like, this is the best day ever. And the baby is in that little tub, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. and the kids are like woohooing, and and they're just like, please don't speak. <laughs> they're like, don't do it. Then afterwards, to calm myself down, I got myself a cheeseburger. That's oh, what we good. Had for dinner. Good. We went and we got cheeseburgers, and and as I'm ordering, um, I order. Oh, I go. The first thing I said is, I said, "Oh, can I get the kids?" We went to Killer Burger. For those of you who live in Portland and know what that is, it's badass. It's the best because it has yeah. peanut butter on my on my cheeseburgers. So I ordered a. Kids, I go kids mac and cheese, and then I and then I go. Oh, I mean, sorry, kids grilled cheese. And then I do our order, and then we leave, and we go wander around while we're waiting for it to be done. And my son looks at me, and goes, "Mommy, do you know why I know your brain's not working right now?" Oh my <laughs> why, god, honey, why? <laughs> and I and I go and I laughed because I knew exactly what he's going to say. He goes, "You said mac and cheese, and you meant grilled cheese." But you're, he's like, but your brain's not working right now. He's like, but you know what? It's okay because they're cousins and they both end in cheese. So I understand why you did that. And I'm just like, you know, at least the kids are being nice to me. You know, at least they, they understand. They're not even questioning it. They're like, no, mom is not operating on all cylinders right now. And that's just okay. Cause mac and cheese and grilled cheese are all cousins. And now we all know. And yeah, so at least my kids seem to uh, grasp the concept that the squirrel has not gotten back on the wheel. So they're kind of like, we need to be careful because not. Yeah. <laughs> what, if, He's here. 
but she's not really here. <laughs> she's in the room with us, but not a whole lot else. Oh my God. So yeah. So that was my reading from Courtney. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Okay. Thanks. Welcome. Bye. You're welcome. Exactly. I don't know what to say. It's just that I'm really sorry. I told it to my tarot class tonight. I'm like, sometimes you try to find like the deep spiritual messages, the learning lessons, the da da da. And it's like, no, your car is going to die. And that's what the tarot is saying. Yeah. So um, sometimes oh, those of you who love tarot, death may not mean the death of an actual person, but it could mean the death of your car. Exactly. So yeah. So that was my, that was my last few days. Congratulations. You're still here. <laughs> You're still here. You made it. Leads me to the idea, the great idea I have that I am going to put out there right now, get your feedback on it, and then hopefully our listeners will buy in. So, oh my God, we know the UFO festival is, is tech typically is, is, is hypothetically on for this fall out here in Oregon. You know, everything's pandemic pending, but I think we should all have a TWL space witch brigade yeah i mean i think that, that would be is hilarious i'm in idea. alien space and we're witch. like it which is which we need you know what we need is we need because a lot of people wear the tinfoil hats yes yeah, which, we, so we should do tinfoil witches yeah. hats yeah so seriously y'all the ufo festival is one of the biggest like third and close but close encounters People people come from all over the world to discuss their experiences with the extraterrestrials. And it is like people present serious papers and give serious lectures. And there is one funky, hilarious parade through the middle of it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm fucking I'm fucking ready for we it. We need as many. You have all been summoned. It's actually it's, it's super actually fun. really it's I mean, it's fun. actually really fun. There's a street fair. Yes. So there is like that serious side of the people who are just yeah, like serious all side. down for it. But then there's also like the funny, like, you know, it's very whimsical and comical and like everything has an alien on it and all the alcohol drinks you can buy are like green and spacey. And so it's also like, it's just super, it's all themed. It's super fun. So the dates are September 23rd through 25th. And um, we are putting the call out now for everyone, whether you identify as a witch or not, or as a magic person or not, who just think it'd be really fucking funny to dress as some kind of alien space, witch, whatever that means to you and march with us in the parade, you're in. So You're there in. will be more yeah. info. So it will be, and if you look, it's in the parade's not every day. It's probably the last day. So if you look up the UFO festival. But or, yeah. Yeah. But if it'll be, it'll be a group for the parade. Yeah. That would be so We will fun. have more information available about like how to join us and all that kind of stuff. But um, I mean, the history behind it is really funny because it's actually McMinnville, Oregon, where I live, is like the, the site Which, of one the of the entire first- town is entirely haunted. Entirely town is entirely haunted. Um, and Hillary, you jerk. Um, but it's like, <laughs> it but it's, you were like, yeah, you're like, yeah, the entire, the entire town, town is totally, haunted. And then you're like, damn it. Yeah. But there's, um, but there is like a whole, um, um, like, so there's, it was one of the, the places of the original UFO sightings in the United States. And so that's why it's become like this pilgrimage place for people that are really into UFOs and things. Also, there's an Airbnb right around my beside my house. So if anybody wants to stay there, we can come and hang out. So yeah, but yes. Okay. Oh my God. Market calendars. 
We're gonna do I'll this. Do it. We're gonna more information to come. Get you, get you, be your most witchy self. I used to do the mermaid parade, guys. I do not fuck around with my costumes, and my parades. I'm going in, and you're all coming with me. I believe that it's gonna be horrifying. We are going to we are going to witch up that parade, and we're gonna be everybody's favorite. I mean, like I'm an opera singer. Everything is extra. So like, oh, <laughs> my I whole know. life, my whole life is extra. Oh my god, Free and I almost did pigs in space. Um, and one of these years we will, but I think we have to we do space one, witches. One we need, we need, we need like a brigade space, space of witches. space witches. All right, everybody. People yep. writing, that would be really fun. Writing lightsabers instead of brooms, you know, flying, flying cauldrons instead of flying saucers. We could really get into Love this. Love it. I'm in. I have, I have totally lots in. Of ideas. All right. To be continued. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. So, so that's, that has been what has been going on. Um, luckily we have Laura who's going to save this episode. Yes. And talk about witchy things. Uh, and in the meantime, Courtney, you've got some new moon magic to share with us. Yeah. So the new moon is tomorrow, May 11th, and this is a new moon in Taurus. Okay. So Taurus represents a number of different things. Uh, shiny, pretty, delicious things. Um, and it basically anything. Correct. Is, correct. I'm surprised that Kanani is not a fucking Taurus because she acts like a Taurus most of the time. Um, no, I'm the Taurus. You, no, Hillary is totally Taurus. You go to her it's house, me. everything is shiny and pretty and just lovely. So um, this is, it's also a really good time for, um, uh, for glamour magic as well as money-making magic is one of the things that Teresa Reed said in um, the uh, 2021 horoscope was that this was a year to make money. And so this would be a really good year to work on your money magic. So put together a jar of coins and keep it by your front door, burn a green candle on it or a gold candle on it. Um, if you don't have green or gold, you know, you take a candle and just carve a sigil of whatever currency your country uses so that you're like drawing that to you. Um, if you want to get really fancy about it, clip up a little bit of your hair, carve out the bottom of the candle and stick the hair or a little bit of your saliva. If you're bald, put that on the inside. And so it's drawing money to you. So in the past, one of the mistakes that I made in magic was that I was drawing attention to projects. I was drawing money to projects and that would often turn into me spending money on the project. So the project was getting money, but it was coming out of my pocket. So one of the things that Evo Dominguez Jr. taught me is that don't try to draw money to like your project or even just like your household, draw it to yourself. All right. Because you're going to put it in your household. You're going to put it in your project. You're going to put it in your job, you know, whatever it is. So um, make sure that, you, that this is about drawing money to yourself. Um, basil oil is really good. Essential basil oil will burn you. So just make sure that you dilute it a little bit with like mineral oil or some, um, you can even soak some basil leaves in some olive oil and anoint yourself with that. That works as well. Um, and yeah, carry, um, carry some, I think, uh, dried bay or dried bay leaves, uh, re isn't that right? Can also be a money making, like put those in your wallet. Yep. Okay. So that's another thing that you can do. You so, can also put them in your shoe. Yes. Well, you're wearing socks. You can do that though, with, you bay can leaves do that. Will cut you up. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Make sure don't like put a big whole bay leaf, like just a piece or you can do that with mint also. Yes. Rosemary also like any of the, um, the big money making herbs. Like, I, I mean, I have definitely put mint in my shoe. So that's, I'm terrified because I'm watching Kanani and she's not taking notes. She just looks like I give up. I, I'm not, I'm not even going to try. She's like, I don't give a fuck about money anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just it. Yeah. 
You're like, I, don't I, trust I, I give a fuck about money. Money just doesn't give a fuck about me. That's what, that's what we've determined. It's just like, yeah, no. Uh, so anyway, yes. Uh, new moon in Taurus tomorrow. This is also a good time. If you have had challenges with money, Kanani, <laughs> that um, doing some cleansing baths by uh, burning some bay leaves and putting and waving that over the water, um, putting some mint in your bath or something like that, and doing a wash with it, which is like washing away the money troubles and actually bringing that prosperity to you. Okay, and don't worry about like if the if you're like, oh, is that correct and moral action? Do 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 do. Um, in witchcraft, nobody is supposed to martyr themselves and we, we, we should live well. That's what we're meant to do. Okay. Nobody here, I'm sure that's listening is going to careen and be Indeed. a billionaire next month and like crush an entire ecosystem of the economy. You just doing nope. well for yourself is fine. Um, so don't, don't take any of that with you when you're, when you're going into it. I have a lot of people write to me about that. Like, Oh, is that immoral? And I'm like, okay, listen, you're not Jeff Bezos. I'm not worried about you. You're fine, you know. <laughs> Jeff yeah, Bezos, if you start a business, pay people a living wage, Jeff, and then yay for you. Yeah. Like, also, Jeff Bezos, just um, don't be a dick. Everybody that lost their homes during the fires last summer, you could buy them a new home. So, could you do that, please? I mean, a lot of these people. Yeah. Just, uh, yep. Look, and it, sorry, this is my rant, but look, looking at the the GoFundmes last summer after the fires of people who had very little to begin with and literally had nothing. And I was like, Jeff Bezos could literally buy them all houses tomorrow yep. and not even notice. So Jeff Bezos, uh, a witch has put you to a challenge. You should accept it. I'll send you the not list gonna, of GoFundMe. Don't, hey, we do not need to put that in the universe. Re <clears throat> take it back immediately. I enjoyed her eye roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my, um, felt it that my was soul. my lunar report. Well, I'm really getting into this whole space witch theme. My lunar report. Oh my God. I'm going to get some special music. Oh, my God. As long as you're not talking about your anus. Why are okay. you like this? As long I'm as you're ta talking about quincunks or beavers <laughs> or Uranus or anything else that you can't be an adult for. I, I don't know why, but I've always been like this. And you two have not only tolerated, but sought me out. So I wonder what it says about you. I mean, I don't know about sought you. I don't know about sought you out. No, like, but we do point it out in front of others so we can all laugh. I had to put myself I mean, through college and your parents paid me to be your friend. So mm, right. but they didn't pay you much. You I know, know what my parents pay. So their their pay scale's pretty lean. <laughs> I mean, I'm a good I'm a good I'm a good friend. They had to bring a little money for that. And I'm sure it was very little. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Courtney, I think we've got some shout outs. Well, just one and it's really good. You ready? All right. I'm teaching a new class online via Catlamp Books. <laughs> Holy shit. I am. It's about uh, using tarot for your spell work. So to help you figure out if you're not, you want to make some magic or you feel like something needs to happen in your life um, and you're not sure what you should be doing or how you should do it, you can consult the tarot. And so you don't need to be a tarot aficionado for it. We're not going to be digging too deeply into like the symbolism of the tarot, more just like trying to get messages from these cards to help you figure out what magic needs to happen, what ingredients need to go in it, how long the spell should last, and also how you can use actual tarot cards as ingredients in spells. Like the tarot deck that Ichabod ate last summer, if you all remember, that has then since become a, um, a deck for 
that I use in spells because I can't read with the cards anymore, except, you know, for Kanani last week. Um, so the different cards have actually become spellcraft components. So a lot of great things going on. Um, you can get, you can sign up for the class at the Catland Books website or go to our show notes at thatwitchlife.com. And there's a link there as well. I'm always so excited when I see TWL listeners. And there, and it's on, I'm sorry, I should say the date, shouldn't I? It is on Tuesday, May 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, but it will be recorded if that time isn't right for you. Um, so you can get it at your leisure, but please join me. I'm always so excited when our listeners come to my classes. Yay. Yay. And we also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. You can also uh, find us on Patreon, Co Coffee, and you can check out our stuff on Etsy. We still have a ton of spell kits and I think we sold, I think we either sold out of the Beltane or we only, we had one left, which was amazing. We still have our money spell kits, love spell kits, our ancestor spell kits are so crazy popular. And we have our new moon spell kits uh, and full moon coming up in case people are wanting to do some new moon magic. You could either use a money spell kit with that or a new moon spell kit. Um, you can also, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to our extra releases. Last week, what did we release? It was our Bieltina video where we showed our very personal and authentic Bieltina rights that the three of us did on our own time. And uh, very educational <laughs> and informative, especially Kanani's portion. Especially mine. Mine was, mine was the most informative. Oh, I mean, let's be real. My favorite thing is one of our one of our listeners commented or one of our followers commented that Courtney looks like she's about to TP a house. <laughs> and it's true. I do. And she, she would do that. So you're not really that far <laughs> off. That's actually kind of her look. It's a little bit like I'm up to like no that, good. It's just look. Yeah. I'm like, up to no like good. so funny. But yeah, so for as little for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to our crazy videos and other witchism content. Higher levels gets you access to our private Facebook page, live virtual special events, early release episodes, longer ad free episodes and a quarterly subscription box. And you can even get a tarot card pulled for you here on the show. Courtney, today are you pulling for somebody? I am. Today I am pulling for Rose. And Rose is part of our Somote That Shit level, which um, is gets you the quarterly magical subscription box, which this quarter has all of our spell kits. Um, it has um, Thorn Mooney's books. It has Storm Fairy Wolf's books and a couple of other delicious items that come from our sponsors. So it's really badass. I wish I had it, but you two said I can't have it because we have to wait save it for our Patreon people. Anyway, Rose, your card is the Four of Wands, which is the card of joyous partnership and possibly marriage. So it's about Really, this is a really good time to make connections, forge connections, let people help you, and you may even get a marriage proposal. So I hope you invite me to the wedding because, um, oh my God, please let us officiate your wedding. That would be so funny. What if the three of us did that? I would literally yeah. do that for free. I would like seriously fly I would anywhere. Do for the I would I don't do know, I'm not sure I would, I'm not sure I would wish that on anyone. Oh my God, I would, I would. So anyway, anyway, so anyway, thank you Rose for uh, being um, a patron at the Thermote That Shit level. Other ways to support the show, if you can't do a monthly donation, you can buy us a coffee or buy That Witch Life merchandise on Etsy. You can also consider becoming an episode sponsor. It's a great way to promote your business to thousands of witches. You can also purchase a shout out and let people know about your virtual event or just to send love to your favorite witch. 
You can find out more on our website at thatwitchlife.com. Are we ready for a word from our sponsor? Yeah. It's definitely spring and soon to be summer. And you know what that means? Leaping bonfires. Well, yes, but also barbecues and fresh herbs. Oh my God, I'm so ready. And if you are all about infusing magic as much as flavor in your food, you've got to check out Kachina Aurora. Yes, Dawn Hunt, head witch at Kachina Aurora, has a whole line of spring-oriented magical foods, including a zesty lemon-infused olive oil charged for purification and cleansing, and a lavender a la orange-infused olive oil for calming energy. Don't forget that Mother's Day is coming up and Kachina Aurora has a whole lot of magical goodies, such as the Conjure Collection Starter Kit to get for a mom or just buy it for yourself and put your kid's name on it like I always do. Make it easy on yourself because you've earned it. And Dawn now has a new cookbook available called A Kitchen Witch's Guide to Recipes for Love and Romance, which lists the magical properties in many common foods, helping you figure out what to cook or simply eat. Kachina Aurora has so many incredible products like the roasted garlic infused olive oil, which you can add to your meals for protective energy or just because it's so fucking good. Kachina Aurora has very easy products to expand your cooking. The lemon asparagus risotto might mean I'll actually make risotto for once. We can't say enough good things about Kachina Aurora. Whether you're interested in the amazing oils or a kitchen witch's guide to recipes for love and romance or other magical food products, Kachina Aurora has a special rate for our listeners. Go to kachinaaurora.com. That's C-U-C-I-N-A-A-U-R-O-R-A.com and enter Witch Life 2021 at checkout to get 10% off. Offer is good all year. Kachina Aurora is the best, and I know I have at least half their stock on my birthday wish list. Thank you to Kachina Aurora for being an episode sponsor. So Hillary moved last month, and my husband and I offered to help, and we thought we were going to be packing her clothes and stuff, but no. Hillary has an enormous stash of tea, and my husband spent two hours boxing it up. Okay, like maybe an hour. But the thing is, is I seriously have so much tea from the Jasmine Pearl Tea Company. It's kind of embarrassing. And for good reason, too. Yeah, like my entire life is pretty much scheduled around the next cup of tea. And I literally have told everyone I know about Jasmine Pearl Tea. Their teas are so good. Every morning I get fueled up with either the Burnside Chai, sometimes Caravan. And I've also hooked all of my students up with the Aria blend because it's super soothing on a sore throat. So I mentioned last time that Jasmine Pearl's Lapsong's Shushong tea is the only beverage that I will choose over coffee in the morning. But I also adore their Feel Better tea, which is designed to soothe frazzled nerves, which I really appreciate given that I work with both Kanani and Hillary on a near daily basis. Their Feel Better blend is very light with a lot of notes of citrus. So it's a great blend for springtime. We're also super about supporting family-owned business and the Jasmine Pearl was started by proprietor Heather Agosta and her husband Chuck, who have been directly importing and blending their own loose leaf teas since 2004. Everything is hand blended by their special team in Northeast Portland. The Jasmine Pearl's tea blending philosophy is based on using excellent quality ingredients, and most of them organic, and building blends around good teas versus using mediocre ingredients and dumping a bunch of flavoring on them. But you don't even have to be a tea snob to be into Jasmine Pearl's teas. Like, 
I used to be someone who liked tea, but I wouldn't call myself a tea drinker. But the Jasmine Pearl has totally made me into a tea drinker. Their vanilla rose tea is like silk in a cup. It's so good. Jasmine Pearl is 100% online. Customers can have their orders shipped or do contactless pickup at their warehouse. And Jasmine Pearl offers free shipping on orders of $25 or more. Check them out at thejasminepearl.com and let them know you heard Courtney and Hillary gush all about them on That Witch Life podcast. And thank you to Jasmine Pearl for being an episode sponsor. We are so excited to be joined today by Laura Dalligan. Laura Dalligan is an internationally renowned mystic, artist, spiritual teacher, fire dancer, musician, animal lover, and advocate who currently resides in Glastonbury, UK. Laura has appeared on various TV channels, including BBC, ITV, C4, and MTV, and has been featured in a plethora of magazines and has enjoyed writing columns for FAE Magazine, Chat, The Magical Times, and Spellcraft. From a wealth of magical and personal experience, she has created a range of innovative and empowering courses, which she teaches both online and in person. She graduated from Falmouth College of Arts with a BA in illustration, and since then, her mythic and visionary art has appeared in books, magazines, and exhibitions. As one of the original YouTube witches, Laura's popular and friendly channel has gained a global following and been growing for over a decade now. She is also writing her very first series of books based on her magical and spiritual path. Welcome, Laura. Hello. Thank you for having me. Just one thing, Kanani. I'm sure her college is not pronounced foul mouth. It is. <laughs> it is. Foul Your mouth. yank is showing, Kanani. Oh, my God. Could you tell us so people don't go by thinking there's a foul mouth college? Laura, how is your college pronounced? I mean, when we were drunk, we did call it foul mouth. But it's foul mouth. <laughs> you know, we were, you know, it's a student joke, but it's foul mouth. Falmouth. I'm like, so I'm very close to foul. <laughs> I, I also was like, foul mouth. I was just like, Kanani's letting her West Coast America show. She's from foul mouth. Laura and I are, we're super tight. Like we, we, we understand each other. She yeah. knew. I she knew. understood. <laughs> you channels in my student name for it, you know, so it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Foul mouth college. Foul mouth college. I said, I'm like, that's not right, but I'm going to keep going. That's what I'm going to do. Just keep going. It's okay. (laughs) Pretend it didn't happen. It will go away. (laughs) Kanani story. Pretend it didn't happen. Story of my life. So, uh, Laura, we're super excited for you to be joining us today. We're going to kind of kick this off like we do with all of our guests and ask, how did you know that you were a witch or a magical person? Yeah, uh, I, I, am I? <laughs> well, I'm a witch, but I know I, 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 I always felt, I think being creative is very similar to being a witch. I think if you're kind of an artist or creative, it's not much of a step to, to kind of delving into magical pathways. I, it, I, I don't know, I always had this empathy, or not empathy so much, but you know, when you're, well, definitely empathy, but well, when you kind of have that psychic ability to tune to the people's feelings, but not knowing, you know, I had it. And it was very annoying throughout school. I was generally annoyed that I had this awareness, but I didn't quite know what it was. So I just thought it was just a pain or like just oversensitivity. And as I got older and I bought some tarot cards, I realized this is, this is a bit like a bit bang on. Like I keep doing these readings, like what is going on? But I just, I just didn't really think too much of it until I was about 20, 
uh, four, and I first went to an open pagan ritual in London. And I literally walked in the doors of this ritual and the smell of the incense, the circle, everything mm. about it hit me like I'm home. And even though I was out of home before that, I just, when I felt that, I was like, my soul went, yes, this is this this is it. And and, mm -hmm. and since that moment, it was that I, I jumped onto this path. I, I dived in head first. And I actually felt like from that experience, everything else in my life made so much more sense, became much more healthy, more happy, more balanced. So it is like being without, re if you don't realise that you are kind of magical and witchy and you live your life without it, you don't realize how unstabilizing it is until you actually dive into the magical world and realize this is me. Oh my gosh, I feel whole. I feel home. And hmm. I still feel that now, but it's obviously it's a bit more like everyday life nowadays. I think it's funny how so many people describe kind of their first pagan experiences or first ritual or first event or something like that is as that feeling of coming home. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that, that, that's a phrase that someone, all, everyone just kind of uses. Cause it's like, I, cause I don't know of a better way to describe that feeling. You yeah. know, I just, I just don't, it just, it's that feeling of belonging, the feeling of welcome and the feeling of you found a safe place. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that that's, I think that's incredible. I think, you know, like I said, I just, I also find it so interesting that we all kind of we all internalize that feeling and that's, that's all the way, you know, so many people express it that way. Um, so tell us about your work and, and what you're doing right now and, you know, and being a part of the magical community. Yeah. So I literally, as I'd been to my first ritual, I started learning the tarot and the teach my lovely teacher that taught me the tarot in Bal, as soon as I, um, as soon as I uh, finished the course, she, threw me into doing big tarot readings at big events. And since then, Good girl, nice. Girl. I know she was brilliant. She's like, come on, then we're going to go to Olympia, which is this massive mind, body, spirit event. And I was like, little witchling, Laura going, what? Um, and then actually my first, oh my gosh, like the first reading I ever had, the woman said, sat down in front of me and she said, um, oh, I don't want the death card. If I get the death card, oh my God, I don't want the death card. And of course, the tarot has a great sense of humour, mm. as we know. And the first card that came out was the death card. And she screamed and it echoed through this hall. And that was my first reading. Oh, no. <laughs> God. So I was like, I either quit now or just go, this is, just, just go with it. And I, and I went with it. And it was just, I think, a kind of fun initiation um, at the beginning. But yeah, since then, I've been doing tarot readings for all over the world and different TV shows and stuff and, and on my own practice. And um, I still do tarot reading now and I paint, I'm an artist and I, I do a lot of commissions and paintings of goddesses and gods and power animals or whatever you call them. And I do a lot of um, ritual drums. That's my main way of working with painting with people is creating ritual drums. Uh, so I tune into, or they can, we can have a talk through with people about which animals they connect with or which deities or which cult, you know, are they into the Celtic path, etc. And I create a drum for them, which is for them to use for their journeys and their rituals. So um, that's some of the things that I do. I also do run lots of different workshops and um, online and I'm, soon to be well in uh, in may the 17th my dragon's awakening course is starting and in, june, which, dragons! and uh in june i work with a um running a tarot course the red witch school of tarot so i've got a good few busy months coming up 
So we're super excited to talk to you about your upcoming dragon course. So can you kind of tell our listeners what are dragons? Besides the badass things from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. We know, right? A Which not bit. to minimize the role of Game of Thrones, but no. that's not all that there are to dragons. Yeah. is I mean, I, I do as a whole like Game of Thrones and love the fact that there's lots of dragons in it. And I think that um, my course is called Dragon's Awakening. And I feel like over the last maybe 20 years, or particularly over the last 10 years, people, People are connecting with dragon energy, even if it is through programs like Game of Thrones and everyone wants to be Daenerys or, you know, or everyone is aware of dragons more than they were. And they seem to be waking up or connecting with people more now. So dragons, it's just such uh, fully the whole globe, every myth, every culture has a, a history and a culture of dragons. They're not just something that's in the fantasy magazines and cheesy illustrations. They're something from the creation st story of the East. Um, they are still really um, connected with in China as well. And America, and I was looking at South America and some draconic and serpent history there. It, it's, it's from King Arthur and Uther Pendragon, which is, you know, Uther of the dragon. It is in every thread of every culture. So there is something very epic and ancient about connecting with dragons. And when you do connect with the dragon energy, I think it's like we were saying a second ago, it's like they remember us because if you do believe in past lives or different, whatever you believe in, there's a sense of these aren't strangers. These, these beings, these creatures, these, which I say is <clears throat> fantasy beings, but they're not, they're just a different realm to what we exist on. You know, they're just a different vibration, but, they're massive, they're strong. And I remember when I was connecting with the fairy energy and I was kind of told like that you don't connect with the dragons until you've done a lot of work on yourself or until you're ready to take that step because they're just so powerful. A bit like in Game of Thrones, you know, that power is humongous. And so they are, they come into your life, I think, when you're ready to step into your own power, when you're ready to step up a little bit, to awaken something and do your work to get onto your soul path. Um, they are bigger than I can ever understand in my life this time around, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> what, um, so how have you experienced dragons and working with dragons? Like what, what kind of, what interested you in this and what kind of brought you to studying this? Yeah, it, it was, um, I was doing, I, mean, I didn't actually go seeking them uh, as such. I, they first came in when I went on a retreat. I never give myself retreats. I'm a terror for that. So you have to sometimes prize me off of work to go on a retreat, which is ridiculous because I should really, you know, do what I say and go and give yourself lots of time. But I went on a retreat a few years ago and we did journeying every day. And every day a different dragon came through and I painted it. And it became funny. They were just making jokes quite quickly, like all Laura the Dragon Lady, because I was every day a different dragon was coming through and I was painting them. And then when I came back from, from this retreat, they were just everywhere. And when I'm saying they were everywhere, it was through your sort of your sense, senses, sensing them are there, seeing them and feeling them. And I can only say that there's nothing as powerful I've experienced as, and it's fierce, but um, in, a, in a loving way, pushing you just to really take no shit, to get back on, you know, to really, do not play the victim. Do not keep yourself in that small role to keep everybody else happy. It's your time to step up. And they came there with like the wings behind you kind of pushing uh, in, in, in a nice way. 
Um, so then I started seeing them in the land, then I started seeing them or sensing them in different places along the ley lines around here, which there are many. And it was just a fascinating journey of suddenly seeing them, like they've always, probably always been there, they definitely have always been there. But when you attune to them, you become aware that energetically they are everywhere and they're part of the land, the sky um, and the trees as well. I have had one experience that matches something similar to what you're talking about, in which a dragon appeared to me and my husband simultaneously. Now, put this out there first. We were not on any substances. We were um, completely sober. We weren't even intentionally doing spiritual work. We actually just wanted to take a little hike and we were down in Delaware. And we got to a part of the woods and I had a vision that um, I actually thought it was an LSD flashback. I haven't done that much, so I don't know that I've had that that would you know prompt that. I'm not even sure those things are real, but it just kind of the the forest ahead of us elongated, then got really short and just did this kind of wah 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 thing, and then um, my husband stopped as well, and he had a vision of what he described as like he said it, it was like a dragon out that you might see at the Chinese at a Chinese festival. It was his only way of describing it. And we both were just like, we need to turn back. We're not supposed to be here. And so um, to this day, I don't know what it was that we weren't, you know, if this was a sacred area at one point and that, that we were seeing, um, you know, a spirit being that had been there to support the indigenous people that once had this area. And if it was one of theirs or if somebody um, perhaps from, you know, from China had been doing some work out there energetically and had, had summoned one, um, or if it was one of ours protecting us from something out there. I had no idea. We just knew, okay, well, this is as far as we go. And we turned back and never got further insight, any confirmation or anything like that. But I just, I think the confirmation for me is that we both had this simultaneous vision experience uh, that were like, can't be here. You know, and it appeared to us differently. My husband's much more connected with dragons than I am, but we did, you know, there was a thing that happened. Something happened and it was very real. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And it is confirmation that you've, it's so powerful, isn't it? The power of those. I think with dragon and with fairy energy as well, I've, I've, I've definitely been shown by the fae, they do not want me here. <laughs> they really yeah, do not sure. want me here. <laughs> and um, I think, you know, you know, don't you? It's very, um, indisputable when there's a being that's yeah it's like no. this leave please but not like it's not a request <laughs> yeah only Get fools keep walking yeah exactly it's a nice reminder that not every time we see a spirit being are they there to help us or to teach us something or to the you know to um uh it doesn't not everything represents yeah. yeah not everything represents transformation and renewal which is what the internet no. says everything is is transformation and renewal this was like no go home we're like yeah. okay we went you're home. like we're out like, Bye. <laughs> I, I get that a lot with especially with the fae because they're they're like you people are bloody everywhere can yeah. you just not <laughs> can yeah. you just not yeah. uh, because stayed at st nectan's glen which is a waterfall very fairy very powerful waterfall in cornwall and i was so excited it's one of my favorite waterfalls and i got up at dawn which is very rare for me i'm terrible in the mornings um just to kind of go down there and be there as the sun rose but I got a sense of like the, the, the night watchers I was calling them were like, we do not want you here. We have to put up with you all day long. <laughs> and I stayed there and just kind of go, just edge my way in and make sure it was okay. And, you know, there's that not always friendly. And I think that's really good because we have taken over so much of the planet energetically and 
practically and just to feel some that wildness exists still where we're not welcome I kind of find that a bit of a relief yeah absolutely and I think um I, I think it's just also kind of a reminder for people of, you know, as much as we like to and hope the world revolves around us, it doesn't. So, mm-hmm. you know, be kind and be respectful and, and you know, be aware of your surroundings and how you're impacting your surroundings because you may not be welcome there. Yeah, absolutely. And it'd be really yeah, open to that, definitely. And um, you're saying about... Um, experiences and we were talking before about Gog and Magog the uh yes the ancient trees um in Glastonbury they're very very old and seemingly it was an old uh, druid um pathway a ceremonial pathway to the tour I think the whole landscape around here was a big ritual landscape yes and you can kind of tell that when you're on different hills looking down it's like the land is shaped it's very specific anyway because the Gog and Magog are these amazing ancient oak trees and unfortunately one was set on fire by a nitwit a few years ago, but still, still got a lot of power there. And um, the lesson of the story is, y'all, intention is not everything. Be careful with your offerings and lighting a candle inside the hollowed out oak of a thousand year old tree is not a good idea. And the tree doesn't want that as an offering. Why don't you just pick up the trash around it instead, put your hands on it and pray for it to be to be whole. I mean, oh, anyway, sorry, Fucking, PSA. The more it's you like, know. It's like 101 act right just yeah Jesus yeah like we were saying you're not the center of the universe stop it exactly (laughs) stop it but it was before I think it was before it was before the fire um a few but and I was down there and I was just doing some drumming in between the two trees and I got a sense of this really old dragon uh, in between the trees kind of opening its eye just going why are you waking me up like a bit like oh and but it felt really old and a bit tired and it's like fuck off don't do that like it was why like, are you really, making why you come to drum and you know and, and it's got and i was just and it was just really old feeling and i was just like sorry i'm just gonna go now um and then uh, i spoke to a friend like about a few months later and they said, yeah, well, the dragon there is sick and old and it's, it's died, that's it's dying. And I went, oh, oh, yeah, that kind of, res- you know, it's not, I didn't tell anybody else about this. I went, ah, okay. And so then I took a, but I went there a year or two later and I got the sense of a new, like, uh, young energy. So I feel like, um, I saw this at Avebury, I went to Avebury Stone Circle a couple of years ago and there was just baby, like, this young, youthful dragon energy. And I think that, like, not in a cheesy way, but a transformation, but we are at a turning point and something is ending and something new is beginning. And it felt, the feel that the dragons, they live for a, a heck of a long time. They are ancient, but, you know, they too kind of pass on and, and move and change. And yeah, I, yeah. And also that, you know, it wasn't rude, but I should have not, you know, it was a bit like, why are you drumming when I'm trying to sleep, you blooming hippie? Seriously. Oh, that's so interesting. So you, without even you, telling your your friend or your colleague about the experience they were like oh yeah there's an old dying dragon they just knew yeah they just checked oh. because she i didn't, didn't tell it to anyone i think i wrote it in my journal that was it and um yeah about a, maybe a couple of months later maybe yeah we were just chatting about dragons oh yeah there's the one that's dying at the dog and magog and you know i didn't even know there was a dragon at gog is it gog and magog you know not officially um so i was like oh oh this is common knowledge then <laughs> like, this is a thing um so that yeah, that was my more of my confirmation as I was starting out to connect with them more that it wasn't just um, me having those experiences that it was in the land that it is something that's not just about my dragon connection but about the bigger picture and 
yeah and yeah it's just it's just massive and i think as i said before it's, it's much bigger than i can comprehend but um there's so much to learn when you start connecting with dragons they are ancient some of the, they, they have as many different kinds of personalities and more than we do and so much power so and as you say like not all of them are interested in being your friend and also they really dislike flakiness like mm. really you know like i found these guys then you forget about them next week and you know yeah uh, if you do that with with dragons they're like well off off you go then not waiting around for you like they like the integrity and the being remembered um where you can get where you get some connections you have will be quite patient with you not quite so much which i think is why they come through when you're kind of ready to actually get on with stuff rather than just uh, play at it mm-hmm what are some of the ways you've incorporated um, since all this kind of happened to you and stuff on the retreat and it just kind of started, what are different ways that you've incorporated working with dragons in your practice? Um, yeah, I mean, it usually, yeah, I usually connect with them daily, not in a massive ritual. I'm pretty lazy. I don't do big rituals every day. Um, but even when I'm One walking, of us. One yeah, like, <laughs> of us. I'm like, nobody has time for that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm just so aligned, man. I just have a walking ritual. That's a lie. I'm just lazy, you know. It's like, but I think as well, you don't always have to. You know, you can connect, can't you, without having to kind of go. But still, I'm a bit lazy. Anyway, um, but yeah. So I read. I, I literally connect with them when I'm out walking, and especially in the land. And I sort of go upon the tour, Glastonbury tour, which is very dragony, very dragon. There's even in the abbey here. So Glastonbury Abbey. Um, there's a little chapel and there's a stained glass window of Archangel Michael. And he he has a sword and he's pinning down the tour. And, and then in the tour, in the stained glass windows, a dragon's coiled up. So even in the Christian uh, sort of visuals of the place, the, the tour is a big dragon. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Archangel Michael isn't stabbing the dragon, otherwise we'd have to have some serious words. But um, he's pinning down the ley lines, pinning down the energy. So even in the... The more Christian mythology here, it's still dragony. Um, so lots of dragons in the land, but I but I also work with them for protection. I connect with them a lot for protection, but a lot really to journey to discover what it is they want to show me, what it is they want to do. Um, and when I initially started working with them, it was very much about being less English, like being less polite, like being anxious about everything. Just be yourself. Just you know, you come here with this energy and you're kind of spending all your time worrying or doing this. They're very much about getting, you know, kind of put, getting you on track, on your soul track, whatever that might be. Um, and then maintaining that by keeping moving forward. So I work with them personally to keep evolving, keep moving, keep being strong, but also with rituals of protection, with with um, manifesting the things you want to bring in as well that are for you know, for your highest good, because they haven't got time for selfish silliness. But uh, yeah, I, I sort of connect with them daily. Um, I see them around, um, not, you know, not always as obviously as a Gog and Magog, but just feeling and seeing them around. But I also see them when, like last, sorry, gabbling on all the time, for, for a long time. <laughs> um, and then I think they can watch for a long time. Uh, people can say that they can just w- be very watching you until they're ready to connect more. And uh yeah, I, I think when um, when you're kind of starting thinking, okay, can I try this? Can I try and do a ritual and connect with a dragon? Can I do? My, and maybe they don't kind of jazz hand out and say, "Here I am." They might just you might see an eye or a scale. Like it, it can be just 
those small things, which are actually still really big, of just just checking, just checking. Do you is this is this real? Are you ready for this? And um, then then they can come in quite strongly. So yeah. One of the things that we've talked about uh, before is that there is a lot of kind of uh, taboos and things that people talk about about working with the Fae and you know things you should do, things you shouldn't do. Have you noticed or or have you learned about uh, are there things like that that involve dragons? Mm. I, th I think with the Fae as well, I always feel like using your intuition and not necessarily being afraid is is a good thing because there's a lot of like you should not do this and then i think you close down and, I, and, and um, i've heard stories of um of tourists going to ireland and going to a hill where even the local police officer said don't go up that hill at night and they're uh -huh. like no i'm a wicked i'm a wicked priestess of fairies i'm gonna go and do it and they, they the, the story is they they came down screaming a few minutes later you know <laughs> that kind of thing so that's i think if you have the intuition and like we we're saying oh the feeling of where to go where not to go what's right um but i think that's with 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 dragons as well it's more a sense i feel the taboos are more in how you conduct yourself. I think it's not about suddenly I am a magician of dragons, check me out. Then they'll probably be like, oh, bugger off, you know. Um, but it's more like how you conduct yourself and the honesty. And I feel like they bring in, okay, you need to be a good representative or whatever the word is, or that you, not to be a dick, basically. And um, <laughs> that's a good, a good. Of dragons is don't be a dick. Okay, I'm fair. I'm done. I'm in. I'm in. I think, I think no, that's I, my law for everything. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true though. I think that people sometimes walk around thinking that like everything is for them and every place is for them, and and like that's a super disrespectful approach to take. Like, I think that we like as witches and magical people need to be like actively trying to tune in and make sure that we are welcome where we go and that we're not just trampling all over someone or something or the spirits or the energy or the land or you know because I think I mean when you mentioned Stonehenge I mean of course the, they're getting grumpy like there's fucking assholes all day like buses of people traipsing around traipsing around traipsing around and then very very elite like privileged people can go and actually see it and so you know it like you can imagine that they're like great so like there's all these people traipsing around and the people that I might actually connect with can't come because they're not rich, you know? And so I think that, you know, but I do think it's really important that when we go to places that we honor that, like, we're not just to walk in there and be like, yo, I'm here, I'm ready. Like, you know, that it's to be, that we're to understand and be, um, you know, aware of, of our impact and make sure that we're not just walking in there. Like we own the place and that we're showing, you know, um, honor and respect for whatever site we're on. Absolutely. And I think it's hard, it can be a nice ego trip when you first get into magic that you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a witch, I'm a magician, here I am. But um, And that's lovely. Good, good. You go through that phase. But um, I'm never really into commanding, going, you know, a lot of rituals can be, I command you. I'm like, I'm not really into that. It's more like working with things and feeling your way and finding allies and, 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 and doing that work rather than, you know, banishing and commanding I mean there's a time for banishing obviously when it needs to be done but yeah I, I think the more subtle approach and the and developing that or that sense within us as well because we don't have that as a day-to-day -day. we just go we get on we put headphones on we do our work but just tuning into places which some places of course feel 
heart home and some places feel sick or and tired and you go there and you end up feeling exhausted so it's a really good exercise when you go out about on your walks just to find the spots that feel good and to just tune into that and that's a great first step of working with the land with the fae and with the dragons as well you actually have an upcoming class online class about working with dragons um can you tell us and the listeners about that and what kind of things they learn in the class yeah, absolutely. So it's called Dragon's Awakening and it's an eight week online course. And uh, we work with your, well, even though it's a, an online course, it's a group, it's working with your own personal journey. So each week there's different, we're with different elements. So we kind of, I always think it's great to go on the elemental path because it's very balancing to go through. And also it awakens different parts of us as well. And working with the dragons elementally is really, really powerful. And you can find sometimes there's certain ele elements or elephants <laughs> um, that you don't feel Element magic. overwhelming. Elephant magic. Yeah. Um, that sometimes certain elements with the dragons will feel more intense. Like people get afraid of fire. I love fire. People get. I, I struggled at first with water dragons because I just felt the, the enormity of the oceans and the waves and the power of that. And the emotional, it was just, it took me a while to get through that. So you can, we can work with each element with the dragons and it, we go through a multimedia approach. We have videos, we have meditations, we have weekly chats and we have um, paperwork. I like having a bit of homework to read and PDF documents and illustrations. So we go through all the different ways because I, I like to learn in different ways as well, depending on what mood I'm in. So I like to provide a holistic way of looking at things so we go through all the elements we go through different ways of learning and we basically connect with the dragons that want to connect with us our guides or a dragon companion that wants to teach us and show us the way and depending on how you you know where you're at at the moment that could be just starting to open the door or it could be suddenly you're going headlong into journeying with your dragon and um you know going on adventures and missions and finding them in the land um but the, the course is open to facilitate whatever stage you're at just beginning or just really wanting to dive in head first that's awesome i think that that would be i like your use of going through it with the elements i think that that's something that even more uh kind of intro level beginning you know witchlets can kind of have some grounding to be yeah. able to work from there. And, and I think that would really help people to, you know, kind of start that journey in that process. I think that's, I think that sounds fabulous. It, sounds it is fun. And those of you, you know, people kind of relate to, if you feel that you're a more fiery person or, you know, star signs or horoscopes, whatever you feel you connect with, you can have an adventure, go, oh, I'm looking forward to this the most. And they can go into different things. And sometimes it's not what you're expecting. You know, you might actually find that other elements pull you more but as you say, it's grounding, it's kind of holistic. And um, we go for the elements, but we also go into space as well, because dragons in space is quite a cool thing as well. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> it, it feels to me that there's there's a really divine timing in this as, as the world is slowly starting to open up and come back into itself. It reminds me a bit of like the sleeping dragon is starting to awaken. And I don't yeah. mean that as a bad thing necessarily, um, but it, it is a, it's, it's, there's so much about there's the, you know, the dragon entering the world and starting the world anew and coming out of the egg. I feel like we've all been sitting in an egg for a good 13 months now, and now we can come out in our true dragon form. Absolutely. Yeah. With outfits maybe. As oh well. my God. Like, yes. Like, outfits. You know, yes. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to get decked the fuck out. My nephew was a dragon for Halloween last year and I did not have a problem with his costume. I had so much fun with that. I make his costumes every year. That oh, that's so, so fun. Sweet. 
the, if we can take the good things of all this lockdown is that I think we a lot of us have re-evaluated who we are, what we're doing, where we're going, why the hell am I doing this? This is ridiculous. And had that reflection time. So, and I was saying with the whole dragon energy is kind of being in alignment with yourself, like really being in your sovereign self. Mm. And it's good at least at the time to think about that a bit more and reflect and coming out of this pandemic, hopefully, pause crossed, um, or coming out into the world again. And uh, it seems apt and right that we maybe can feel that connection with the dragons more and be more aligned with our power as we work with them. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent point. I think one of the things we've we've talked about is that, you know, there's there's kind of been a priority reset and yes. a goal reset for a lot of people of these are the, you know, we've all been so go, 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 go mindlessly that when you finally had to stop and then you have to reevaluate where do I actually want to go, you can really prioritize things, which does help you to be in a kind of position, like you said, to kind of align yourself where, you know, you're fully involved in the things you're doing because you're not doing 20 different things. Yeah. And there's continual distractions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We actually have a listener question we wanted to have you hopefully be able to weigh in on. Um, the listener question was when looking through most books on spellcraft, I see tons of suggestions for protection, love, lust, and money magic, but sometimes I want to do spells for other things. I'm interested in spells for artistic inspiration, for completing art projects or business projects, for building community and connection. Do y'all have any ideas about correspondences for these, or do you know of any good info sources on these topics? Yeah, I totally agree with what that, you know, most of the spells that I do are more for that energy, more for creativity, more for sparking that up. And um, and I found that I've always made my own up because, yeah, you're right. You look at the books and it's like how to tell if someone loves you. I don't know. Ask them. I'm not sure. You know, um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I work a lot with sigils, with creating sigils, which I think is really fun as well as even so for, for like art and creativity. You could, I like to consider as where you're, there's a really good book by uh, Laura Tempest. Um, yes. Yeah, she's in a great yes. sigil witchcraft Yes, a wonderful book. book. Fabulous. And it's more about kind of just resonating with the shapes that you make, rather than it's got to be the kind of the letters which you reduce and make a sigil, which is also really awesome. Um, but I love that book about just kind of making shapes and symbols that you really resonate and that mean something to you. And I think for things like creativity, that's a perfect way. And for connection and community, sort of having fun with those kind of sigils and working with the colours. And um, I mean, I, I often do lots of tarot magic with things like that because I think you've got like um, the illustrations of the favourite tarot deck. And if you have a picture that's about creativity, about confidence, you can work with the tarot as well and with the runes. But I think it's nice kind of creating a sigil and then making a spell bag around that. But I think you don't necessarily need to go follow a resource physically you can actually use your own imagination and just see what colors and crystals make you happy when you think about that thing and what sense to use but I think if you can create something like a a sigil carve it on your candle you can have a lot of fun with that and it's I think that's a really nice spell area to look at really because yeah the love and money thing is all very important but to open up and be more creative it's just a beautiful I think magic works so well with that kind of thing. I like that. I thought it was really neat that you had said that when you have a lot of these experiences and you do these things that you then turn it into art, you turn it into a piece of art. And I think that's a really fun, cool idea because we talk a lot about journaling and writing things down as a way to track 
you know, feelings or, you know, things that have happened to you, spells that worked. That's a whole different way of doing it. I mean, in, in such a beautiful way, instead of writing it in a journal, you turn it into a picture. And then when you see that picture, you'll remember, you know, that yeah. feeling in that moment. You go straight back there, don't you? And I think also, um, I, I, it's kind of just like this, I guess it's a chicken and egg thing. If you wanted to do a creativity spell, be creative in creating that spell, you know, and then that's already operating on that part of your brain. Um, I mean, and cause most magic that's has been just incredibly practical and it's actually kind of more of a luxury that we're at a place in, in society where there's room to say like, I would like to be more creative where that really wasn't the case for our ancestors. They didn't have time to figure out how to be more creative. They were just trying to figure out how they're going to get the crops to grow and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, a couple of things that have been effective for me is, uh, for some reason, the colors red and orange are always good for creative because it's fire and, and, um, you know, things that deal with the wind because the wind is also supposed to be connected with the mind. And so, you know, you can petition different deities petitioning the Greek muses, for example, but they can be kind of, they're not always, uh, they're not always friendly. They can be a little nutty. Um, get ready. It's like, get ready. Be ready. Yeah. Or, uh, petitioning a deity that you're comfortable with that has patronage in like writing or music or, um, or the arts or anything like that. I know Bridget, because of her connection with, um, uh, poetry and the bardic arts has always been one who's been very good for me. If you're comfortable with using Psalms in your mm. magic, um, the power of the Psalms by Anna Rivas is one of my favorite books. And she actually has, um, some information there about some, uh, Psalms in the Bible that are specifically for either creativity or creative success. So, um, and again, I know that can be a touchy area for witches and you do not have to consult the Bible in your magic, but, um, if that's something you're willing to explore, um, that can also be a really good resource. So just get creative in your creative spills. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. And I like using dance as well. Like I love oh, my, yes. Movement. my favorite yeah. ways of, of um, you know, as I've said before, I don't often do a big ritual, but I'll often like put on something that a song that will stir me and I'll dance. And, I'll, and then you're in your proper witch self mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. It's not about dancing well. No, it's movement. Test. Yeah. <laughs> it's just movement and the energy flowing and the power that you can, summon and call in and send out is as you're doing a creative act and you're connecting with that that's but yeah painting it's funny because I do often do paint after I've done a journey and I've drummed and I've, I'll draw it and then often people can tell the difference between a, a painting that's from a journey than a painting that I've logically thought I'm going to do there's something in it there's that there's that movement and flow that you get in those paintings so people can sometimes see that as well I also I also really like um like collage work or like vision boarding uh, for manifesting creative projects because you, I mean, it is a creative act in, in and of itself, but like I, I use that a lot when I'm uh, starting on a creative project and I'm trying to like get, get like get my focus in the right way. And if I'm trying to manifest, manifest something creatively, it's one of my favorite ways to, to kind of get there because one, I put it on my altar. So it's like, I see it every single time. I, like when I get up, it's there. Um, sometimes I'll also put stuff around my house, like in the bathroom, cause you're getting ready in the morning. It's like up on my mirror. So it's just like something that, um, I really like using imagery and a collage of imagery to, to manifest creativity or manifest a specific pr creative project. Yeah. 
Definitely. And yeah, they say like have fun with it. Maybe cast your circle, call in your guides or your goddesses and light the I like the orange candle or whatever for yeah, the yeah. creativity. Yeah. And and make this time in circle, creative time. Just allow that time is just gonna be your creative time and that will just bring so many more ideas in. So it's gonna create more magic. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can people kind of follow you and what you're doing? What's kind of next for you, Laura? Yeah, um, they can follow me on, I've got um, well, it's a website with all my courses and um, offerings on, which is lauradalligan.com, easy to find. And then my art website is lauradalligan-art.com. If you want to follow my art and see um, like my paintings and what I'm doing there. I mean, I've done, it's all about creativity. I, when we did more in-person workshops, I've, I've run a few paint your own drum workshops. And that's for non, I say in, in course, non-artists, because we, we hold a day in ceremony where you're like, okay, we're going to paint your drum today. And they're like, I can't draw. We'll just see. We'll just see. Um, and, it, you know, and everybody comes out of that because they make, you know, people think they can't draw and they can't create. They just have this block, don't they? But when they actually mm. open up and allow thing to come through, everyone, I do help a little bit, but generally it's, what they go home with is a drum that they are so excited about and happy with because they've created their own sacred object and they've gone through that block in their brain about not being able to draw, which yeah. you're told at school. If you, you know, if you're not an artist in inverted commas, then you you can't draw. So um, I really used to love holding. I think we will again when we can. But I used to love holding those workshops because it was just a joy to see people moving out of that restriction that has been put upon them. That's wonderful. I love that idea of creating your own, you know, drum and your art around your drum and how meaningful that would be then when you use the drum. Yes. To, yeah. you know, impart that part of yourself and and kind of make that connection with that instrument and whatnot. I think that that's... Kanani, as shitty as you are to yourself about your creativity, I could see you making one badass drum. To be honest, I could. I, I know. I'm in my head. I'm. I'm, I'm making the drum. I'm like, same. Mm. same. I'm like, that's, yeah. that actually could be your thing. Is I to, think that that would yeah. be awesome for you. That would be really, really fun. It would just be covered with coffee cups and ice cream, but whatever it is exactly. that is that is meaningful to and you. It would bring me much joy. That's fine. Bring you so much. Literally, joy. come on, witches out there! Coffee and ice cream are sacred things. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sacred things, me medicinal, you know. Coping. Yeah, Plotting. exactly. Exactly. Avoidant. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that is so awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show, the best way is to subscribe and spread the word. Please also consider leaving us a rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can also buy us a coffee or check out our merch on our Etsy store. For bonus content, become a supporter on Patreon. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For show notes, audio transcript, or to ask us a question to answer on a future episode, you can go to thatwitchlife.com. Thank you, Laura, for saving our show because it was absolutely fabulous, thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. It's been lots of fun. Very patient with some tech drama. Uh, keep listening and keep voting that shit and we'll talk to you next week. Bye everybody! Bye everyone! Bye! So vote it be! What I'm really excited about is tomorrow we have to go sign the papers for the house. Yay! And I'm going to make my husband drive the rental car. <laughs> and there might yeah. be tears. <laughs> there's yeah. like an 85% chance that there's going to be tears. And they won't be mine. They're going to be his because I'm not going to help him <laughs> yeah. to tell him.
how to start the car. <laughs> the last time we had a rental.